Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. I'm going to be reading the Bible lots of this and that. Okay. Amen. I want to look at the Bible. Okay. I want to read God's word. You can hear me anytime. Yakety yak. But God's word means true. Yay and amen. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. Amen. Hour of prayer. The hour of the prayer is right here, right now. Amen. Pray without ceasing. Get the mind of God in the midst of the right here and the right now. Praise God. Amen. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. The temple is beautiful. Amen. Amen. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And you are beautiful in the spirit. You may not think so. You may look in the mirror and not be overly fond of the image that's looking back. But if you can see in the spirit, you are beautiful. When you are covered with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and are walking in the spirit and are cleansed, you are beautiful. Amen. Amen. To ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seen Peter and James about to go into the temple, asked an alms, brother, can you spare a dime? I mean, it, it, it's tough times in the neighborhood, here and there and everywhere. But uh, he said, and Peter fastened his eyes upon him, with John and said, look upon us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. A pause to let you know something wonderful is coming. Something wonderful is about to be revealed. Amen. Hasn't yet been used in this fashion before. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I may not have silver and gold. I don't have any gold in my teeth, let alone in my pockets. <laughs> I don't have much teeth to speak of. Uh, you may not have much in this life, but I'll tell you, in the name of Jesus is a great treasure. Amen. You are a rich man Amen. beyond beyond imagination. You have won the lotto a million times over. If you know the name of Jesus, not just knowing the name, but how to use the name, how to explore that name. Because that name is the key to the kingdom. Amen. All the promises of the book are yours through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's revealed right here, right now. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. He was born crippled. He was born with, with, with deformities. We don't know how severe it was. But this was a man of notoriety. He, everybody knew this guy. Apparently, I think he was very glib. And he loved the Lord. And he was filled with the scriptures and understanding. He wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost as of yet. But he came close to it, I believe. This man was a special person. And God had so orchestrated him to be there at this particular time. And the Lord knew, set him up for this occasion. You know, and, and we seem like we, we don't do much and have much and aren't making much of an impact in life. But it is for such a time as this. There can be a such a time as this in your life. And, and the world may, may not acknowledge you. And your brothers and sisters may not acknowledge you. And you just seem you are a consequence of nothing, of, of just a big back. <laughs> but let me tell you, when you come into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are somebody. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Because... We become a child of God when God the Father manifested himself in human flesh. Jesus came on the scene. He came to adopt us Gentiles. Now, this was written by Luke. Luke uh, wrote the Gospel. Luke, he also uh, wrote uh, the book of Acts. And he was a Gentile. He was one of us. He was a physician, a man of observation and knowledge and illiteracy. And he was a great writer and an evangelist. And he wanted through this communication to let the world know that there is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. And he leaped up and stood and walked and entered into the temple Walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. Amen. How, imagine he was about 40 years old, 40 years and older, and had been sitting there. And, and I mean, if you're squatted on the ground and you can't get up, and, and maybe they gave him a little mat to sit on, but you know his bones ache. And, and I think of the pastor standing up on his feet for 14 hours, it was, he said trying to bring some integrity into the election process. And that means a lot to me. We are elected as children of God before the foundations of the world. Amen. Amen. Your name was written in the Lamb's book of life to be sitting here, right here, right now. Amen. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew it was it was he which sat in alms for the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which 
was healed, held Peter and John, all the people ran together and unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. And they said that 5,000 people were one to the Lord through this miracle. 5,000 people. And when Peter saw it and answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel at this or why look so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness had this man uh, had made this man to walk. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, had glorified his son Jesus, whom he delivered up and, and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But Ye denied the Holy One and just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God had raised from the dead, whereon we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, has this man uh, made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. He said, this man, strong. You need strength in your body. Sometimes you get weak. You just go on and, and uh, life wears you down and you just, there is strength in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And he says, has given him perfect soundness in the presence of y'all. Perfect soundness. Not only was he strong, but his mind and his body were together. He had perfect soundness. And that's offered to us in the name of Jesus. And uh, through the the third and the fourth chapter here, it goes on and on. He talks about the name of Jesus. Remember the name. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You get down and depressed and everything seems to be against you. Call upon the name of the Lord. We're like a tree planted by the rivers of the water. And you have to draw. That water, that living water that flows from the throne of God through the roots of prayer, calling on the name of Jesus. Amen. And when those, those living waters hit the parched ground, and I, you know, and I, and I was I, I was at a property today, and I'll tell you that thing is dry and dead. I mean, the, the, we haven't had much rain, and the, the winters out here are dismal uh, for the vegetation anyway. It, I mean, it may be warm enough, but nothing's growing because it's winter. And even though the weather is fairly warm, nothing grows because it's winter. And it's just dirt and nasty and nothing. But let the springtime come. And let the spring rains fall. And April showers bring May flowers. And I'll tell you, when the living waters hit the parsed soil of your soul, 
you'll all of a sudden life will spring up. Amen. We have that option. Yeah. We're not, we're not uh, uh, subject, we're not limited to what how the world gets water. We have a living source. Amen. Amen. And now, Amen. brethren, I went that through ignorance you did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before has showed by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Jesus suffered for us. Amen. To bring us his blessing. Repent ye therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. That's a big deal, you know. Sins cause anxiety. Sins cause disease and sickness. Mm -hmm. and, and it may not even be your sins. It may be. It may trace way back to Adam and Eve. Maybe reason why some of the problems that you have. I'm not laying the blame on anybody. But your sins are blotted out by the precious blood of Jesus. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. If you're parched and depressed and things aren't just working out, get in the presence of the Lord for the times of refreshing. You know, and, and we have a multiplex of problems pressing in on us. I know I do at times. And I may not understand why I feel so. Why art thou cast down on my soul? You just, you say, well, why am I feeling so blue? Uh, everything is, is not that bad. Why, why am I going through these mood swings? And it may be chemical. It may be some psychological mumbo jumbo from the past that you don't quite understand. But why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Well, the cure is in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Because God has a way of, of erasing the hurts. If you just spend enough time to be still and know that I am God. Amen. Yeah, and, and to learn to pray without words, without murmuring, without speaking in tongues, without anything verbally coming out of you, but just to be still in the presence of the Lord and to meditate on his goodness and to just to absorb. You know, some people, they like to uh, take all their clothes off and lay in the sun. Now, I don't think you should do that in public. <laughs> and especially in church. <laughs> We're not that kind of place. But in the Lord, you need to soak up some heavenly sunshine and get those old achy, breaky, creaky bones and hurts and haunts healed by the presence of the Lord. And ye should... And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until the time of restitution of all things. There is a restitution of all things. 
He says the governments shall be laid upon his shoulders. The kingdom of God is coming. Jesus is king. Jesus is Lord. And he's coming back to establish a kingdom. So all this election mess, good or bad or indifference, will be done away with when he comes. And no matter how good it gets or how bad it gets in the political scenes, know that something better. The one man said, he said, democracy is a terrible form of government, but it's the best that the world has. You know, so the best that this world has is going to fall so short of a king who is a priest, who is our brother, who is our heavenly father. Man, it's, it's coming. It's coming. Just wait. It's like Christmas when you're a kid. Oh, I can't wait for Christmas. Wow. I'm just waiting for Santa Claus to come. Some, something better than Santa Claus is coming. The Lord is coming back. Amen. Hallelujah. And it may seem like it's been a long, 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 long time. But as you get older, you learn to have a little more patience. And the days go by quicker. And project yourself in his presence. And see yourself in a glorified body. Whom the heavens must receive until the time of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. And Moses truly said unto the Father, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from amongst the people. Pay attention to the red letters of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the ultimate law. You, if you have any question of what to do or say or act or behave, what would Jesus do? Be still and hear his voice. And he'll tell you what to do. He'll tell you what to say. He really will. And it's a, it's a marvelous thing. Because love never fails. And to be still and know that I am God and to just let the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those from the followed after as many as have spoken have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. There's room for us. And Luke was a Gentile, so he was he was very careful to bring us into the covenant. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away everyone from, from all his iniquities. And I'm going to stop there as far as reading, but it goes on. It talks about that the Pharisees, they really freaked out at this man's healing. Because 5,000 souls were saved 
I mean, you you picture that. 5,000 people cramming into this little church. <laughs> and you visualize that. 5,000 people that would fill this church up, fill the next building, that would fill the whole parking lot. It would look like a Trump rally. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I mean, they got, they believed it, it, it stuck. And the, and the chief priest, uh, Caiaphas, and one guy was named John, and because uh, that was a family name amongst those priests there. And they, they began to panic, saying the whole world is going to follow this Jesus whom they say we killed and crucified. And so they grabbed them and they said, well, we, we command you not to teach in this name. And, and they persecuted them and they sent them out. And the, and the next chapter says that they went with their own company. They, they, they got amongst themselves, amongst their own company. And that's so important. And they began to pray. It says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they had assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word with boldness. That was the second Pentecost, like, like a Pentecost experience. I, a filling of everybody. They were all in one accord in one place, just like on the day of Pentecost. This was probably couple of months after that. And this infilling was to give them boldness to preach the gospel. And we all need that Holy Ghost boldness to share the gospel. And it's an anointing. It's an anointing of compassion. Because all of us at times get around some soul that is hurting and hungry. And if you receive that infilling of the Holy Spirit, that, that second filling of the Holy Spirit, which is which is the same as the first, but it talks of it as a second uh, an, an occasion, the love of God will come out of you and give you the words and the anointing to touch that soul. To touch those people. You need that boldness. I, I pray for that boldness. Because I know I'm, not, I'm around people. And sometimes. Sometimes I just. Don't seem to have the anointing. And the boldness to reach out. And make a difference in that person's life. Sometimes I have. Sometimes I, I, I felt in the spirit. And I know I was changing lives. And making a difference. And other times I just seem to be like a, a rock. That you hit and skips over the, over the water and it just doesn't seem to make an impact. So the Lord says, spend a little more time with me and pray for that boldness to take the name of Jesus to the next person. Amen. Amen. Praise, Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you.